Hey there, welcome back. Okay, it's that time of year again. <laughs> My last frost date has come and gone. And, you know, I have to tell myself, okay, that is an, an imaginary date. That is something that is m likely to happen. Like your, your last frost date is a, a very important date for you to know because you're not likely to get any more frosts after that date. So wherever you are in the world and, um, but this imaginary deadline really just has me, it, it gets me overwhelmed because I still have seeds to plant. I still have plants from the greenhouse that I want to get in the ground. Or if I go to a nursery, then I, you know, I don't feel so much, um, pressure from that but all of the stuff that I already had the seeds I bought the plants I've started from scratch uh, I feel like oh my gosh I gotta get everything in the ground it's time it's time <laughs> but then somebody comes over and uh or they'll call and say hey I want to come see what you do I've been watching you on your YouTube videos or on your Facebook posts or your Instagram posts, or they just know me from, you know, us talking at a dinner party or a birthday party or something like that. And so I get to see it through someone else's eyes. So last year it was a chef friend of mine. And then this year it was a family member of mine and another family friend of mine is coming and I get to see it through their eyes. And at that point I'm like, Oh yeah, I have gotten a lot done. <laughs> so, and you know, the cool thing about this is that I really did this in a way that I, when we think about the 2021 garden planning guide and worksheet and calendar that we talked about it back in January, and we talked about it back in 2020. And then before that, before I even talked about it, I was doing it in 2019, all the way back to 2016 when we moved here. And I had kind of a phase, you know, phase one, phase two, phase three, get the fruit trees in, get the, all the, the beds laid out, like get the mulch down, build up the soil, all the stuff. And that started almost five years ago. And now I look back on it and I see it through someone else's eyes or, and maybe even better yet, I look at the before pictures and I say, oh, wow, look how far I've come. This is the time of year where I just really have to give myself some grace. And if you're just starting, then I want you to think about some things so that when you get to the point, you know, say five years from now, if you start this year, some things that'll kind of help you along to feel like just not so overwhelmed, because that's really the way I feel about this time every year. It's like, oh my gosh, I still haven't gotten this in the ground or that in the ground, or I've started, I just need to get it finished, <laughs> you know? So that's what we're going to talk about today. By the way, if you're new here, then welcome to the Ediful Gardens podcast. I'm your host, Nanette Blair, and I'm so glad that you found us because what we do here is help people create edible and beautiful landscapes that are way better than organic. Because I'm on a mission. My mission is to make good food accessible to everyone. And in my opinion, the best definition of good food is nutritious, delicious, and safe. And it doesn't get any better than picking fresh fruit, herbs, veggies straight off the plant where you know what went into it from start to finish. And you won't find any tomato cages here. As a matter of fact, there's a lot you won't find here including pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, or any of the other sides. But what you will find here are landscapes that are designed for beauty, reflection, fun, entertaining, and the list goes on to whatever you want. After all, it's your home, your yard, your taste. I chuckle because that's exactly what I'm going through right now 
It's my home. Uh, nobody's putting this deadline on me except for me. Uh, but beauty truly is in the eye of the beholder. Okay, you know that garden you've been thinking about? Well, I know you're ready. I know I'm ready. So let's dig in. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> I had to chuckle at that part because when I was reading that, I was thinking, yeah, that's right. It's my home. Nobody is telling me, uh, you know, you're going to get fired if you don't get your stuff in the ground by this day. <laughs> so anyway, but that's how I find out things sometimes is about procrastinating for some reason or another. But yeah, so okay, we did our wish list back in January whenever we talked about the 2021 Garden Planning Guide and Worksheet, which, by the way, I will be happy to send you if you send me, shoot me an email. That email address is Nanette at NanetteBlair.com. And by the way, I've had several people ask me for the design guide and the plant folio lately. And some of the emails have got kicked back to me because it went, it said that, uh, you know, it went to spam or something. So if you're asking me for this plant folio or the design guide or the 2021 garden plan or any of the other stuff that I have as a free resource, then go ahead and add me to your contacts. That way it doesn't, uh, it doesn't show up as spam. Anyway, just a little side note there. But yeah, so the 2021 garden planning guide and worksheet and the calendar where we map everything out. Well, I have my my first and last frost dates in there. I have the times that I'm supposed to plant something and I just get overwhelmed because I'm like, ah, everything has to go all in at once. <laughs> so, and you know, it's not like I'm doing this eight hours a day, five days a week. It, it's not like that. It's just that life happens and, you know, we have a birthday party or we have Easter or someone says, hey, y'all want to come over for dinner? Or <laughs> or I have to go get my driver's license because they wouldn't let me get it. And, you know, last year when I was supposed to get it. But just, you know, stuff like that happens. Or my husband and I have been moving a fence line. So we had a cross fence. We had to move everything. It was a whole thing. But I kind of have to work with him when he's available. So it's just life happens and things get pushed back or moved around on the calendar sometimes. But sometimes I just kind of get overwhelmed or I start to freak out a little bit because I think, oh my gosh, it should all be done by now. <laughs> For me, it's like, okay, here's my last frost date. It's already come and gone. I should have everything in the ground by now. And I don't know if you're like me or not, but I, I just start to feel a little bit overwhelmed because I just need to get everything in the ground. And I'm really right on pace with what my planning calendar says I should be where I should be by now. But the whole snowmageddon thing, I think that I'm calling it that. I don't know if the uh, 2021 winter storm that we had, I kind of lost everything and I kind of felt like I had to start all over again, which I didn't. I did have to start all over again with the seedlings or the stuff that I planted from seed because the water froze and I couldn't water everything. So I had to start everything all over again. But the stuff in the ground didn't phase it at all, which is one of the things I really want to talk about. Okay. So if you're brand new and you're just starting out and you say, yeah, I want to do this edible landscaping thing, uh, I, I got to tell you, I really feel like after doing this for like 20 years and I, when we first moved here five years ago, almost five years ago now, it's about four and a half years ago, 
I started all over again with a fresh, clean canvas, right? And I knew I didn't want to do raised beds. I knew that I wanted to do it in a way that just kind of formulated uh, after taking the permaculture course, after listening to Dr. Elaine Ingham and the Soil Food Web a lot. And after, you know, I took the Master Gardener's class years ago, but after finding out more about the Back to Eden method, everything just kind of formulated in my mind and it just made a lot more sense. Edible landscaping. So landscape is something that's just kind of always there for you, right? You've got your beds that are already existing. Conversely, uh, when you start a row garden every year, you start all over from scratch. And I knew that I'm not getting any younger. I'm 56 years old. And I think I said I was 57 in another episode, but I'm not I'm 56. Sometimes I forget how old I am, but I'm not getting any younger. And I don't want to start over from scratch every year. When my husband and I were first married, which has been decades ago, uh, we did a garden like that. And it was a lot of work. And when I see a row garden, till everything, you have nice uh, fresh loose soil and you plant seeds in it it I know from experience that it just you have to start all over every year and I know I don't want to do that I can't do that for too many more years and what I love about the the way that I'm doing it now the edible landscaping let me tell you what happened okay so we had this Nomageddon thing I was really worried I was going to lose a lot of stuff and the only thing I really lost was the rosemary everything else and I counted about 121 different things that I'm growing and I'm not going to name them right here right now but I everything just came back it was like oh everything just showed up I was like oh the irises are perking up oh I see little blooms on them and then pretty soon they started opening up you know a little bit at a time and now they're just full-on open well that's something I did years ago I don't have to do that again unless I want to the fruit trees that we got planted the first year that we were here, they're still there for me. And as a matter of fact, <laughs> we got those in the ground in the beginning. They're like the bones of the garden, the perennials, any anything that's perennial. The fruit trees, the, um, the herbs, the flowers, they just showed up this year. It's really cool because, okay, so before I had this visitor this year, uh... I, I was looking at some before pictures I was going through and just kind of sorting pictures and I saw the before pictures. So I really want to encourage you if you're just getting started, please don't forget to take the before pictures. I know I've said that and I will continue to say that until I'm blue in the face. If you're just starting to garden, take some before pictures and then that way you can look back on it and you can about this time of the year. Give yourself a little bit of grace and say, oh, wow, look at how much I've gotten done. I didn't realize it was such a drastic difference because you live with something for long enough. You don't really see it anymore. You don't see how far you've come. And it's just so easy to look back on those pictures and say, wow, look what I did and give yourself some grace. Pat yourself on the back and say, wow, look how it's just come so far since then. But I was looking at some old pictures even before this person came this year. But she came yesterday. It's one of the reasons why I didn't get my podcast out. Apologies for that. But, you know, she wanted to come see how I do everything because she just bought a house. And this is what she wants to do. Starting all over from scratch, she wants to just do it this way, too. And I'm really, really happy to share my gardens. I'm actually very happy to show them off. 
<laughs> it's kind of like showing home movies, you know, it's like, do you really want to know all this? Because I'll tell you, because it just feels so good that it's there for me. I'm very, very, very proud of the gardens and started about four and a half years ago when we moved here and we got the trees in, we got the beds in the way that we do it with the mulch and, and all of that. And then we got the aromatic perennial herbs in. We got a lot of perennial flowers in like the salvia and the shasta daisies and the irises. And I don't know, a whole lot more. The gladiolas, a whole lot more. And then we introduced the parent material of some really good self-seeders that are annuals. And those are coming back every year. Even though they're annuals, they drop their seed and they just come back every year. There's cilantro everywhere. And she was kind of laughing. She pointed out and she was like, oh, I see cilantro in the grass. I said, yeah, sometimes when I mow the grass, it just smells like salsa. <laughs> so anyway, but one of the big things that's really a gift to me, it was someone comes here and says, oh, wow, look at all the things that you've done, you know, like how long did this take you? And I said, this has been a process. It's been over four and a half years. I remember thinking back probably a couple weeks ago when I started planting my tomatoes and some uh, marigold and some sweet alyssum and some other things where I planted them in a place I've never really had them before. I was like, wow, I, I don't have to do anything if I don't want to. I can just pick the pears off the trees. I can pick the cherries off the trees. I can pick the peaches off the trees. I can cut the flowers that are already there. I don't have to do everything right now because there's some stuff that I did last fall. I planted my garlic and I planted my, well, the potatoes. I did lose the potatoes that I planted um, too early. I planted them like in February before we had the snowmageddon thing. I started putting on all their new growth and then they, they did freeze. But I did plant some more potatoes, I don't know, before the last frost date. And those are all doing fine. But there's a lot of things that I have to do right now. But there's a lot of things that were spaced out over time, like the, the stuff that I planted last fall. But yeah, I mean, if you if you're going by your calendar where you set everything up in that 2021 garden planning guide and worksheet and calendar where you line everything out, I would say it's maybe it's not a great thing to try to do that right now. Right now, I'm just trying to get all the annual stuff in the ground that could not live through any kind of a frost that you have to wait until after that last frost date. And that's all the stuff that's really just kind of got me overwhelmed right now. And that's why I have to step back and say, give yourself a lot of grace because look at all the things that you've already done. If you're like me and you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself to get a lot of things in the ground, then just give yourself a lot of grace if there's a lot of stuff that you already have in the ground. Yeah, it, and this is another really good reason to start off small. If you're new and you're just starting this whole thing and you have an existing landscape, just start with that. You've got it already done. You've got some ornamental perennial stuff that's already there. You've got a garden bed that already has bare soil, maybe has some mulch on it, but you just pull that mulch back and then just poke in a pepper plant or poke in a squash plant or poke in a zucchini plant. They're really pretty and ornamental when you get to know them. So you kind of have to get them to know them and then you kind of decide, but you know, what's a better way to get to know them? Just put them in there, <laughs> just plant some edamame seeds and then just, if you don't like the way it looks then just pull it out. 
I think that's why so many people start off with container gardening. I really wanted to stress two points today, and that is take before pictures if you're just now starting. Like you just have uh, either bare soil or you have just grass video. I had a, a freebie that I gave away, kind of like the, the design guide or the plant folio that was a starter guide on how to start an edible landscape from scratch. But then I went and did a YouTube video on it. And I think that watching the YouTube video is a lot better than just uh, getting that PDF starter guide. So you can go to the YouTube channel and you can see there's two parts. There's a part one and a part two on how I start an edible landscape from scratch. Not digging up any sod, any grass, not not tilling or anything. You just lay those wood chips right on top. It's how I form it, how I decide on the shape, how I make it look more like a berm, like an, a landscaper would do. So you can go watch those YouTube videos. So yeah, take pictures if you're just getting started. And if you are already started and you're a couple years in or 10 years in, 20 years in, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You've already gotten your fruit trees in, or you've already gotten your, a lot of your, I don't know, uh, evergreen, perennial herbs. Those are the bones, right? I always think of the soil as kind of the organs. Those are the vital organs, the soil. That's the heartbeat. That's the lungs. That's the liver. That's the thing that just makes everything alive. And you don't have to start all over every year. And going back to if it's a good self-seeder, like larkspur, like cilantro, like arugula, anything like that that's just going to drop its seed and just start growing on its own. Asparagus is the same way. And a lot of your bulb plants are like that. The irises, the gladiolas, the ranunculas, the daylilies, the echinacea. They're going to divide up underneath the soil. And then you can just dig those up, separate them out, and then plant some in other places. Like if you decide to start a new garden bed from scratch. And so don't forget the bulbs under the soil. That might ought to be just a whole episode all by itself. But don't forget about those. But once you introduce that parent material, then you can collect those seeds too. There's so many seeds that I just don't buy anymore. If it's something brand new that I've never grown before, then yeah, I'll buy those seeds. But a lot of times, even if they're not good self-seeders, then I will just go pull those seeds off when I know that they're ready and I know that they're there. And that's kind of an art form all on its own. But this is a culmination of about 20 years and learning all these different garden methodologies. And I did a whole series when I first started this podcast, like comparison shopping for garden methods, uh, the whole sheet mulching, lasagna gardening, container gardening, raised bed gardening, back to Eden method, permaculture, the soil food method. I wouldn't say that the Master Gardeners is really a garden methodology, But I went through a whole series on um, comparing those. But for me, they the really good ones, they just overlapped. And then what it has turned out into is if I didn't want to do anything this year, let's just say I broke my arm, knock on wood. Hope that doesn't happen, (laughs) please. Okay. But uh, yeah, I if I didn't do if I didn't want to do anything for whatever reason, I got too busy or something. I had a life event that I couldn't do it then I wouldn't have to. Everything would just be there for me. And that's what is so awesome and cool about doing it this way. And I'm I'm really digging what is going on, no pun intended, in my gardens right now. And uh, like I said, I really want to be able to do this into my 90s. 
you know, for as long as I live and I'm not getting any younger. If I have to start every year all over from scratch, I know I can, I can't do that. I'm just not going to be able to do that. You know, the other thing about this is that being out in the garden keeps me young. You know, that saying, if you don't use it, you lose it, right? Me being out there, I'm getting my vitamin D, which they're saying is really, really important to it right now. That's a whole other show. But I'm out there, I'm, I'm using my muscles, I'm using my back, I'm using my feet, I'm using my legs, I'm using my arms, I'm getting my workout out there. And my brain is firing on all pistons. There's so much that I'm still observing and learning every single day that I'm out there. I see what God has to tell me through nature. It's like nature is the window to, to the Almighty. And I can see and I'm learning so many things still just every day. And uh, there's just so many gifts that the garden gives besides tomatoes. <laughs> I'm not in it just for the tomatoes. And I hear myself saying that a lot. I'm not in it just for the tomatoes. There's so many more things. When I'm walking through my garden, I hear the birds and I see the birds will swoop down and they're so pretty and then they're playing with each other. And then I see, um, saw a snake the other day. That wasn't fun. It was a poisonous snake too. So I knew what it was. It was a copperhead and I was just trying to get away from it. I nearly broke a hip. But you know what? If I did, there, <laughs> I, there's not much else I really have to do in my garden this year. I'm kidding. I I don't think my hips are that brittle yet, but they will be someday. And I don't have to start all over from scratch every single year. That is just what is so cool about this. And I'm really excited about it. If you can't tell, I just, I I wanted to get away from that backbreaking, sweaty, not fun work of starting all over from scratch every year and giving myself the grace and saying, wow, look at everything that you've already accomplished, it really just feels so good because I can see I'm on the right path. Again, no pun intended, but I can see that I'm on the right path. I have a new pecan tree that's growing in one of my new beds that I developed. And if I hadn't put that bed there, we probably would have just mowed over it because it used to be grass, but it fell from an existing pecan tree that's a little bit further over, or maybe a squirrel buried it there. I don't know. But uh, yeah, when we were, when I saw the snake, it was because my husband and I are working on moving some fence lines around. And when we first moved here, we had to put up a new fence because our dog, our Irish wolfhound was getting out and it was only a barbed wire fence, a very, very old, ancient barbed wire fence. And it just wasn't enough to hold him in. And so we've been working on that. And I'm now I'm looking around at part of the back part of our property that we really honestly just don't use that much. I mean, I guess we kind of use it because it's got full, it's just full of wildlife. I know that's where a lot of our fireflies come from, which I love. And now I'm thinking, hmm, maybe I need to do something back here. <laughs> but that's where I have to put the blinders on and say, you know what? That's not in my garden plan for 2021. I did not put that in there. And, uh, you know, maybe I'll walk by, grab some, some spent seeds or some fully developed seeds off of a marigold plant, and then go out there and just throw them on the ground and see what happens. And maybe they'll just come up on their own. But anyway, but I think that that's going to do it for this episode. And if you're feeling overwhelmed, give yourself a little bit of grace it cannot all happen at once. And, you know, that was one of the things that she, the, the person that came here um, said, I'm just going to, you know, I'm, I'm just going to try to do what I can do. 
and I know that I've got to get the foundation set. And I thought, that is so smart of you to understand that. That is so smart to understand that you can't get it all done. And what I've done in five years, there's no way I could have gotten it all done in one year. So give yourself a little bit of grace on that. There's phases that you're going to go through. Okay, phase one, phase two, and it's whatever you decide. Don't try to get too big too fast. That is one of the reasons I will tell you that I am overwhelmed right now because I did too much, too big, too fast. And that's one of the reasons why they say. Now, there's other reasons why they say that, but that's one of the big reasons. Number two is if you're just starting, don't forget to take pictures. Do yourself a favor. Take before pictures. Even if you're, maybe you already started putting in some beds or whatever. Even if you're not all done yet, go ahead and take those pictures of whatever state that you're in right now. And then if you're already in the process and you've been doing this a while, all you have to do is just look around and say, wow, (sighs) count to three and just say, look at everything that I've already gotten done over the past, however many years it's been for you. Look at everything that's, if I did not plant one thing right now, now this is only if you're not doing, if this is only if you're doing polyculture and you're not doing a row garden where you have to start all over your, every year from scratch, you have to start all over. Um, But if you're doing any kind of edible landscaping and you've been kind of following with me for the last couple of years, I started this podcast in 2019. Just look around and say, wow. I remember what it used to look like or go back and look at those before pictures. Like if you've lived there for a long time, you didn't really take like quote unquote, I'm doing my little air quotes here before pictures, look at a party, you know, like uh, pictures from a, a party that you had and say, Oh wow, that's what it used to look like. You know, look at those pictures from before when you put that oregano in as a ground cover or from before when you didn't have your, all your flowers uh, mixed in with all your vegetables What did it look like before? And then give yourself a little bit of grace. So, sorry guys. I know I'm kind of all over the place on this, but that's where I am in my mental state right now. I'm just kind of all over the place on this. Oh gosh. I really just have to put my blinders on for that back area that we opened up. And I see all the possibilities back there. I just have to really put my blinders on and say, you know, don't even think about it. Just enjoy it. Just go for walks out there. (laughs) Don't think about planting anything out there. Just focus on what you need to focus on, what you've already got written in your calendar, what you've already got in your wish list, what you've got already got in your plan. And you can just worry about that. You know, put that on your plan for next year. So anyway, all right, well, that is going to do it for this one. And remember, this podcast is dedicated to you so that we can all put good food on the table. Until next time, bye for now.